Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 55 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today, I got my wonderful co-hosts, Matthew Aguilar. What up? And we have Janelle Wheeler from a very special location today. Hey guys, very excited, and I'm bringing the family in. Yeah. I'm visiting my folks, and they're rocking the Comic Book Nation. See, Say hi, mom and dad. Hello. That is yeah. like, Comic Book Nation, there. how's it going? Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. See, that's real moral support. That yes. is that's great person. Thanks, love you guys. I love you guys. They streamed with me on Twitch too, so it was awesome. Aww. And um, my dad was really excited about one of the topics that we're talking about today. So. Uh, that was Ooh. great. <laughs> oh man, see that's great. That's see that's good parenting. That's a yeah. much better like example of parenting than like me and Matt usually bring to this whole thing. You know, that's yeah. not true. What did I do? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Perfectly said about your parenting technique. What did I do? <laughs> All right, here we go. But uh, after that, oh, and my God, we just had a special cameo wow. for Janelle's oh. parents. And I just totally, totally <laughs> left out. Mr. Connor Casey's back with us, and he's not even necessarily here to talk wrestling. He's just hanging out. Yeah, I'm here too. My parents aren't here, so I guess I don't get an intro, <laughs> huh, Kofi? Uh, I mean... You bringing more to the table? I mean, Janelle's bringing. I have a microphone now. Finally, it's all professional and stuff. I noticed that. So you're just getting. So you're just getting off the kitty size stool onto the big boy table. (sighs) I mean, let's just progress a little at a time. We got a microphone for you. (laughs) Step one. Now you can bring guests that are awesome. Step two. You're hitting right. this uh, co-host yeah. appreciation out of the park, Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He just loves my parents. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like, I like what Janelle bringing to the table here. Janelle's, <laughs> Janelle's bringing it. All right. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today, and it's a good thing Connor's here. We're going to be talking about something crazy in the world of uh, WWE slash the world of football because The Rock has bought the XFL. So we got to take a minute and address that. We're going to talk about some more updates with Marvel's The Avengers video game that are kind of cool and something worth making you watch The Office yet again. We got to talk about that. Uh, I threw something in here in gaming news that just made me laugh because we made jokes about it on the show, but now it's really happening. Is that why you put that in there? I was yeah. shocked. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Why is this here? It's oh, yeah. Up. We're going to talk about this. So uh, figures you would like. Oh, yeah, we're going to definitely get into this. (laughs) It could be today's grenade. Some people have been asking for a grenade. Well, I think I found a good one. Uh, And we're going to deep dive into spoilers about Umbrella Academy Season 2 and to talk about Netflix trying to to develop its own kind of mega franchise like like Star Wars or Harry Potter or Marvel or Guess. So we're going to talk about all of that. And plus, Matt is going to talk comics. So let's begin. All right. So at the top, I know this isn't a sports show, this is comic book nation, but uh, the world of wrestling, you know, we do cover on the show and it does apply. Plus, it's just it's too great in 2020 not to talk about. The Rock has is the Rock and some of his business partners, including his ex-wife, have purchased the XFL. 
It's the rock. So Vince McMahon's like own, I'm going to start my own football league venture that kind of crashed and burned twice, <laughs> player, twice has now been purchased by Dwayne the Rock Johnson and I said his uh, business partners who uh, his ex-wife is, I don't want to, Jerry. Danny uh, Garcia. Business, yeah, Danny Garcia's ex-wife and Jerry Cardinale um, of Redbird Capital. They've all kind of partnered in their business partners. And so they're taking the XFL and they're going to give the XFL an overhaul and uh, relaunch it. So, yeah, that's where we are in 2020. The Rock is now uh, the first person of color to own a sports league. And Danny Garcia is the first woman to own a sports league. So I guess that's progress. Wow. And, I didn't uh, even think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Huge. I mean, it's a big milestone. So, yeah, oh the Rock is going to bring back the XFL. And, you know, it sounds crazy on paper. At first, you're just like, what? Why would the Rock spend his money? I guess he just has enough money to throw away. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people who were pointing out, like, in reactions online, making some good points that while we all kind of balked at the XFL in the beginning, in a world of post-coronavirus, like, the XFL is not a bad proposition because True. the smaller scale of it is something you can do in, like, a bubble-type situation, like basketball, or, um, you know, is baseball? I forget if baseball is doing a bubble. How would they handle They're not. It? No, and that's I wish kind they of the were. problem right now. Oh, yeah, they're dying. <laughs> we're having right. issues. Baseball's dying. Baseball. Basketball's in the bubble. Is hockey co- in a bubble? Yes, and it's yes, actually hockey's working. the other one, yeah. Hockey and uh, basketball, the two that are in the bubble, they're indoor, obviously. Um, sports and, yeah, the XFL is something you could, I mean, you could refit to be, you know, an indoor arena football that actually kind of sustains itself and is there. Plus, you got the rock behind it, so that's instantly now made people who never cared about the XFL be like, I'm Team XFL, Team Rock. You know, that's that man me. can do, <laughs> attach his name to anything and, and do it. So we rarely get to share our sportsing side off on this show. So, uh, But uh, we do have some sportsing. It's amazing how many of you geeks actually know something about sports. This is what uh, my dad was pumped about, yeah. man. He was like, wait, what? You guys are talking about the XFL? Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah dad, come on. No, you'd be surprised. <laughs> like in the comic book offices, there are people who throw down like crazy Marvel arguments that are followed by basketball statistical arguments. Like oh, mostly from get JK on that and Yeah, I was JK and Charlie games. started. Yeah, and then Matt everyone gets heated. Else. Yeah, Matt gets heated. <laughs> Connor gets heated. So there's a lot of sportsing that actually goes on, which is good because we share company with a bunch of sports nuts. So, I mean, I guess that all makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk. How you guys feeling? XFL return. Isn't this so 2020? Matt? Uh, I One, I actually – this is one of those rare times that I'm not going to blame something on Vince McMahon. So, like, the, there's no way he could have seen the coronavirus <laughs> oh, coming, right? First of so, all, let's just stop and pause and say the Vince McMahon reaction memes online oh have been God. the best thing about this whole <laughs> he thing. Is, <laughs> he's so memeable. It's just everything the man does, right? Um, yeah, like, this is one of the times where it was actually – and we even talked about it in the office a couple of times of, like, people were actually watching. Like, people were actually – interested kind of in this and reactions for the stuff that was coming out was actually positive more than negative and then it happens right there's nothing you can do about this so the second bankruptcy was kind of was kind of that so I actually think like it's getting it's maybe it's due shot with this I mean if it fails this time I feel like it's time to put it to bed like don't (laughs) don't do it again no one else needs to do it uh, I know Dwayne and, you know, his partners, what, they're splitting the $15 million, uh, yeah, to which buy is a it. cheap yeah. price. That's it's, a, it's a drop yeah. in the bucket for him. It's $5 million. Here you go. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's 
And just comparison to, I mean, what was the last time uh, someone evaluated the Lakers? And it was like, oh my God, how much was it? it was, I thought it was in the billions. It is. That one. Um, so like, oh, yeah, yeah, Lakers are in the billions. Yeah. It's, it's a, and that's it's considered nuts. a mom and pop business. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I'm actually, I think it's cool. I think, I think The Rock automatically, like you said, brings in an audience that did not care about this before. They will at least probably give it a shot you know, and, and they're, they'll, it'll key in that mainstream consciousness. So I think it's good. I think it's good. You think that this is going to get a weird, good balance out of this whole coronavirus situation? Because again, like the thing about the, like we're still stumbling is the outdoor sporting events, baseball, football, things like that are so, they're both, both sports are big in scale in terms of play about yeah. how many people you need out on the field umpires teams on the side equip you know all these personnel and you know they're big in terms of the size of the crowds they attract and like all of that tail from tailgating to all that i think, think it this depends could on their approach well, i think yeah. it depends on their approach because how the thing i'm more i'm most interested to hear is when do they like they own it now right they've saved it people still have jobs and things like that but we have no idea of when they're actually planning to roll actually, this out. Actually, we when, do. D- Danny Garcia told ESPN that they want to try and get a season rolling next February. There's a lot of problems okay. with that because wow. we could very well see the NFL that's, and college football seasons get bumped out to that point. That's really I think close. they're really trying to rush this. And I mean, talk and about rightly so, to be fair. Like, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Like, I mean, this is right. a timing issue. But you and talk also, about yeah. – the coronavirus stuff is one thing, but, you know, this second relaunch with McMahon, they were already planning on, you know, this being a money pit for three years until they could prove to television networks that they were worth a big television contract. I mean, they were, they, people liked what they saw from those first five weeks, but the ratings weren't great. No. And all the networks were doing so far was just paying for the production expenses. So this thing was, I think it was a hundred million for three, each of the next three years was how much they were going to have to throw into this in order for it to stick around long enough to maybe get ESPN or Fox's attention. Yeah. Well, on, and on top of that, the coronavirus stuff, and it's like it might take two years before we can even talk about this being a season. Well, and like we've talked about, right, so, so that initial date, that's very close to me. Like that's – that not makes me scared about it, but that is very, that's a very small window. I know it feels like it's February next year, but like, that's a very small window. I would feel personally better if they, you know, cause I mean, these people had to buy it knowing going in that this is a long-term thing. This is not a short-term get rich quick and then turn around, sell it to somebody else. Like they had to know that going in. So, I mean, I feel like middle to late next year is probably a spot that, I think that maybe they should be aiming for. I mean, look, they also gave Tenet release dates and that movie didn't come out Stop when it was supposed to. They might say February, but I don't think, I don't think that should happen. I think it should be later because again, like this really needs all the time it can get, not for anything really other than the fact that people aren't comfortable. People aren't going to be going to events. You can't even hold events in a lot of places still mm-hmm. like, there's so much uncertainty, and I don't see that clearing up before the beginning of the year. And even then, it's going to take months to get 
to some semblance of normal, even after those restrictions have been lifted. So all of that affects their bottom line, because like Kofi said, this is not an NBA. This is not something you can kind of more control because there's only got to be so many people out. So, yeah. All right. That's the XFL. We're going to wait and see what happens with that. We're not going to get too deep. I mean, it's just crazy. The rock, the rock now owns. Yeah, I know. I know, but we're going to keep it moving. So we're going to move on from that to another question. So we got some new mutants teasers that have been put out and uh, we're waiting to see if this movie is going to make its August 28th date. Uh, It's looking kind of doubtful. There's some international marketing that suggests maybe (laughs) it's getting pulled again, but uh, we're not here to talk about that. But what we keep seeing, it looks, I mean, like we keep saying it looks better and better. Could this actually end up being one of the, would it be ironic? And do you think this could be, end up being one of the better Marvel movies we've seen recently? And if so, do you think Disney, I mean, they've said in the past they were that it's quote unquote part of the Marvel movie universe. Do you think they would keep it going and kind of, is there hope for a new mutants in the future? Oh my gosh. I hope so. I, I would, the more teasers I see, the more I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really wish that this would be like a, a series like so no, let's just uh, before i continue let's let janelle continues like let's just put in the caveat that this is a cast that would have to come back after now potentially looking at five five release five. delays yeah and also like they've all gone on to do really big projects and kind of get other things started you know i mean they all have so many different things going on now I'm not sure if they even could come back or would want to, or if the studio would want to pay them what they probably think they deserve now. I don't know, but it just looks so good. I think that this is kind of like the dark side of Marvel that I would love to see and I'm excited to see. And it's just a whole different vibe. And yeah, I would love to see more of it and I can't wait to see it. Is this going to be Marvel Snyder cut? Oh Oh, God. Why would you say that? Because oh. because I You're get that setting reaction. us up, man. Because I get that reaction. I'm going to actually write an article just called titled that. Just to see the <laughs> internet. Just to see the internet do that. Tons but, of yeah. clicks. I mean, yeah. Just because basically, I mean, it's the same question. When we finally get to see this thing, are we going to be happier? Or are we going to be more upset? Because now there's nothing to continue, even if it all works out well. Like New Mutants is a great movie. We're like, oh my God. Are we now just more heartbroken because there isn't there were because there were plans for this, right? There was like a whole trilogy plan. There was New Mutants 2, we're gonna get Warlock, we're gonna get Karma. There was a whole I think they were gonna do Inferno or something crazy. They were gonna keep with the demon stuff. So like, yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like no matter what, there's heartbreak at the end of this. Uh and maybe for Charlie Ridgely most of all, if this thing gets delayed Aww. another fifth time. Um, I mean, I guess we just focus on this first release and then who knows, you know, there's been so many reboots and so many new things that people are talking about. I think everybody's chomping at a bit to get back into the studio, to get back to creating. And you never know, like this might've given this time might have given people uh, energy to kind of get back into the game on this or if it does well. Man, so it's up to you know, us. That Florida sun's making you real positive. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so hopeful. I loved it. Uh, All right. Back to normal. <laughs> All right. New Mutants. Anybody taking bets? It's going to be an awesome Marvel movie. We'll keep at it if it ever gets released. So, Matt, moving right along from that little uh, stopping point, let's talk about Marvel's The Avengers. We're back at it. We're not done with it yet. There's some beta updates. Plus, we got a very special character that's coming that, uh, I mean, this was a good move. It was a good PR move they made this move. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, let's get to the first, the big news first. Uh, Spider-Man is going to be a character exclusive to the uh, PlayStation 
Uh, Tom Sorry, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> uh, no. I know. I saw him when I saw this news. I saw him like somewhere crying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He can go um, crying to his halo. Uh, so, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the game, no date, uh, no release date for the character um, has been re- uh, released yet. But there was a lengthy uh, kind of description on the on the PlayStation blog that kind of went into detail about like what they're hoping for the character and what they're trying to capture. As we had previously talked about, like this game does not connect um, to Marvel's to Marvel like, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. So they're not in the same world. However, I'm like, how do they stupid. not, like, but how do they not do a, a skin that is yeah. the PS4 Spider-Man skin? Like they've got to at least do that. Um, and honestly, there's a, uh, well, by the time this you're hearing this, we'll have a full interview uh, with uh, some of the development team uh, about Marvel's Avengers and about Spider-Man in particular. And, you know, one of the things they talked about was that this really came about because Sony and Marvel have that relationship now because of Spider-Man. And that's why they were able to do this. It, it's all kind of coming from that spot. So that's, I mean, you know, that's why Spider-Man's only on going to be on PlayStation. And honestly, if, if it hadn't been for that relationship, you know, it might have been down the line before we actually saw him. So that's that's great news. I'm excited. I mean, they said, uh, you know, Dicko uh, was, you know, an inspiration for their, their Spider-Man. But you're going to see a lot of different costumes, I'm sure. Uh, just going off of, and this kind of segues into the next thing. So uh, me and Tanner uh, got to do a, a full media beta this weekend uh, for Marvel's Avengers. So we got to play uh, the opening uh, level, of course, but then we got to actually I'm so go in jealous. and play oh. like the war zones and play some of the other story missions and uh, some of the villain sectors and things like that. And uh, just going off of Black Widow and Miss Marvel, who both have swinging mechanics, uh, just kind of, you know, uh, Black Widow can use her grappling hook and Miss Marvel can obviously use her, uh, you know, embiggen abilities to kind of stretch. The swinging feels amazing like you're actually kind of sort of spider-man with them already so that made me very happy now that they're actually going to get to do spider-man i was like okay they already have the basic mechanics a lot like hawkeye when we talked about their tomb raider background how it naturally gives itself to hawkeye it's going to be the same thing i feel like spider-man's in good hands after feeling the swinging um and uh yeah so i mean we got to play a lot we got to play four of the heroes um iron man and black widow hulk and miss marvel um, Can I ask Ms. which one is your favorite? Uh, by far, coming out of this, Black Widow is the yes. best character. There, Whoa. there is. She's so fun. There's so many like you can are there, unlock. Um, are there limits on like how far she can take a fall or drop? Oh my gosh! Too soon. Wow. I know. Wow. Oh man. Crazily enough, though, no. <laughs> Good for them. So, Good for them. So no end game dying here. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, yeah, there's, she actually has, uh, there's three skill trees that were unlocked for the beta, but there's going to be multiple pages of other ones uh, in the full game. But like, even just from that initial page, you can unlock her like automatic uh, weapons. You can then do like a full on like Colt uh, kind of hard hitting one. And then of course you've got her natural uh, dual pistols unlocked from the get go. But there's so many options to mix and match there. And at one point her ultimate heroic is... Her like essentially, uh, and I I told this to the developers. Uh, you essentially made her Darth Maul. 
she like puts her staff together and it lights up red and like she's just mowing down stuff and like does energy things from it and it looks so it's so dope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, cool. wow. uh, so yeah, that that surprised me. I I knew I was gonna like Widow, but I didn't realize like how much. Um, you know, I think Tanner for Tanner Hulk was his clearly his favorite. And honestly, for those who remember the uh, Ultimate Destruction game uh, from oh. GameCube days, I feel like yeah. they're going to have an absolute ball with him. Uh, his he, okay. I mean, it really is just like putting a, a tank through uh, a level. But um, <laughs> you know, there's still there's some there's issues in like there was a couple of times where like when everything hits the fan, and there are several times where there's so many things on screen, frame rate does need to kind of get tweaked so it doesn't chug in those spots. Um, you know, there was like, uh, there was one time when, uh, so Iron Man's ultimate is to bring out the Hulkbuster. The coolest thing about it is that anyone can get in it. So it doesn't have to just be Iron Man. It can be- Oh, that's pretty tight. Yeah, so wow. like at one point you make it and I didn't realize it at the time. So it's like sitting over there and then like Tanner hops in with Miss Marvel and it's just like guiding the Hulkbuster. Unfortunately, one of the levels, every time I called the Hulkbuster in, like it glitched the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this one level. So I was like twice uh, I couldn't use it. Now, the good news is that we could just reset a checkpoint. But still, it was like I can't use my thing. So, again, there's little things they need to iron out. Um, but overall, I see what you did there. Yeah, no, there are there's, <laughs> there's some things like that. But uh, but overall, I man, that was a that was a ball. Like that was that was really fun. And again, it's going to matter when you have friends co-op. Play if, is going to be this money. In some thing. of your cases, in if. some cases, if. Uh, but uh, man, you are being so mean to the <laughs> to this group of people today. Uh, but yeah, no, it it was super super fun. I came away really like looking forward to getting more time with it. Um, ironically, they did learn from Fortnite, so there is like a uh, I forget what they call it. It's like a challenge uh, bar, but it is uh -huh. a it's a it's a battle pass. Like so we have to build forts and stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, you have to build forts. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, you get cool pickaxes. Uh, Never understand <laughs> battle passes. Never will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so essentially, like as you complete challenges daily and weekly, you'll get points, and those points go to like unlocking a bunch of things from emotes. Uh, to nameplates and costumes. Um, there's a lot of costumes in this game. Uh, for those who have been critical about the costumes, I will say I don't think they're going to be swayed when they see the initial uh, lineup of costumes because wow. that's the one area that I feel like they are... And, and I feel like we got news today, right, that there's going to be on launch day and for people who play the uh, PlayStation version, uh, there's going to be like exclusive, like here's some really cool skins. Here's some really cool things to get you started. I feel like they're saving the iconic costumes for stuff like that and not doling them out here. Because like, especially like Miss Marvel, I was, I was like, most of these, uh, I think I told Tanner, it felt like playing the division. It's like, oh, here's a new thing of khakis. Oh, here's a shirt. Like it, hmm. it's not the, you know, like Iron Man was different, of course, because like he has so many armors. So like there's a couple. Uh, Hulk had a couple and Black Widow, though, like not all the looks like the gray Black Widow suits not in there. So I'm like, how? Like there's obvious ones that just like scream out and they're not in there. So uh, like that's the part that I feel like there will be a mainstream. Are you trying to sell fans. this game? I'm unclear. Yeah, because the core gameplay is fantastic. I really enjoyed it, but I'm just being honest about like. Nah, keep overall. it real. This is we. This is a keep it real podcast. Keep it yeah. real for the people. But the but the actual gameplay. I all I wanted to do. I played right up until the beta stopped, which was like at one a.m. 
<laughs> it's like at 1 a.m. And I was playing that entire time because it's fun. Uh, the, the war zones, like you can have a, a mission that lasts 10 minutes and you can have one that lasts an hour. And there's some that even have like hidden areas and things like that. And playing with people or even your companions, uh, if they're AI, is, is fun. It's cool to just the action, the moment to moment action is fun. So I'm, I'm really stoked. Like I left with kind of beaming about the overall game. There's things that need to work out and I hope get improved over time, but man, it's, it's, it's fun. All right. That's Matt playing games. Marvel's Avengers edition again. No, I'm just kidding. He did a great job. Thank you for checking that out. Thanks to Tanner for checking that out. I'm sure you can get a lot of that great content on uh, comicbook.com gaming. We're going to take a break, pay some bills, but when we get back, we have to talk about what's going on with The Office, a nice video game that some people here are happy about because they're- Kofi playing video Uh, games. Yeah, (laughs) Kofi on games. Yeah, (laughs) Kofi edition. And we're going to deep dive into spoilers of Umbrella Academy season two and talk about Netflix trying to create its own mega franchise. So stay tuned for all of that. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so The Office. Peacock is trying to get us to do something to come on to Peacock. And uh, they know which buttons to press. And so the uh, service, if you don't know, uh, Netflix has the office right now, but that licensing deal ends at the end of this year. And then it will move over to Peacock, where you will be, have to go to find the office and Parks and Rec and all that stuff. So that's kind of Peacock's claim to fame. Eventually, we're going to have that hot stuff you've been watching forever. But to kind of get people back into it, they've been teasing that they're going to be off putting in new stuff and here's their quote. We're going to be reintroducing The Office in a more complete way, incorporating elements that were not part of the original broadcast, is what a Peacock executive told mm. Bloomberg News in a recent interview. So Interesting. It's not explained what that means, but there is, as we broke it down in our article from Adam Barnhart, um, you know, don't get so crazy about what this means. This is not like Office the Snyder cut again to bring that or like the Scott cut, you know, um, Craig Daniels. cut. Yeah. It's not probably going to be something like that. There is going to probably, uh, probably be added elements for the Peacock things that they either haven't been released or were like only on DVDs or things like that. Um, Mm. behind the scenes content, deleted scenes. I'm sure they'll have, you know, 
you know, making ofs or Loopers other things. would be great. Loopers, like, yeah, things they haven't maybe released will be kind of accessible through that. Uh, that's the most likely thing or just like added extras to episodes that, you know, we didn't see. Well, the, um, the big thing is the digital exclusives that will get, because I don't know if anyone else is, I mean, I, I imagine everyone here has kind of gone YouTube surfing in the office. And there are so many, if you go hunting, there's so many that were web exclusives at the time. Mm. And they're full clips yeah. and full things of sequences that just never made it into the show. Some of them are layers. Some are like, yeah, I get it. Why this didn't make it into the show. But they're like <laughs> full on that's sequences. a good, I mean, that's another good point. Yes, yeah. there are. I mean, I forgot about that in the 2000s. They were hard to watch. To yeah, exactly. No one saw them. <laughs> um, it took 10 minutes to just get one, one, two minute clip. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, there's, there were all those webisodes you could actually incorporate into the show in any kind of way. So, I mean, there are some fun ways they could remix The Office. Basically, this is all a ploy to get us to watch The Office again, which I don't really need because I'm going to do that yearly pretty much anyway. But yeah, yeah. but uh, no, that's kind of a cool thing. And now again, as I put in the show notes, now I have a reason to care about Peacock. There you go. Good job, marketing team. So <laughs> be on the lookout for that in 2021. The Office, the un, the, the un, the new Daniel's Cut edition, I guess we should call it. Um, yeah. Even, even though fun. he doesn't seem very like, you know. No, I mean, they're not in a rush. To, nobody's in a rush to bring back The Office, and it's probably yeah. impossible. Man, John Krasinski's getting that uh, Quiet Place money. And that yeah, Jack man. Ryan money. He's not trying to do this gym crap again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Carell's getting, Carell's like, you know, getting nominated for Oscar. Like, <laughs> yeah. Getting that Oscar prestige and getting money. Like, yeah. He's, I mean, none of these people. Ellie Kempner's like, I don't need to be a secretary. I'm leading my own series now. I mean, like, yeah. And Andy, I keep calling him Andy. Ed Helms has got that hangover money. He doesn't even need to come out of the house. <laughs> yeah. I still, I still call, call him Andy. Hangover, yeah. Hangover residuals. We're in it. <laughs> who knows what rain wilson's doing but i'm sure he has a stockpile of gold like ron freaking swanson somewhere like you know so now the office is one of those shows like it's done like if it's rebooted it, it's going to be a new generation and they're already the creators of the office are already making a, a pretty much a v office reboot which is like a workplace corona post-corona comedy which is yeah. already in the works so we're going to get the next office which is you know, the workplace in the post-corona post -corona world or just not even post, who knows. But so we're already getting the next stage of that concept. So, I mean, rewatching The Office with some new material will be cool, I guess. And I'm happy to announce uh, that uh, Amazon Prime Video has renewed Hunters for season two. That was Yay. just a quick mention. I was gonna. I was like, ah, oh, nobody will care about this. But then I saw Matt had put it in his links, and so yeah, let's mention that Hunters. I really love that series when it came out. I think it. Oh my God, was that? Oh God, was that last fall? I no like, way, really? I don't remember. Oh God, I don't remember. Time flows in a weird. It wasn't very long ago. It was from now? the old world before the true true. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> when it exactly was. <laughs> it's the only way you can get a Cloud Atlas reference these days. Oh no, Oh my god, that was this year. It was February. Yeah, oh I my thought. god. It was like six months ago. It oh, feels wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, it's a good show regardless. <laughs> yeah. I just broke I feel it. like it was kind of oh, skipped man. over a lot by a lot of people because of COVID when it first started happening. It kind of released during that yeah, time. It was February twenty one. Yeah, I missed it. I didn't even I literally when I saw it in our show notes today, I looked it up and I went, I didn't watch this. Oh my I was like 
kicking myself. Dude, yeah. Um, so I'm pumped. I get to start it. I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, no, it's a good time to PSA. If you haven't seen Hunters, it, it's great. Yeah. It's about, uh, it's based on a trail truce events about people who were kind of commissioned to hunt Nazis that had escaped into the U.S. after World War II. Um, Jordan Peele's involved in it. There's a lot of people involved in making the show. It's a good show. Al Pacino, Logan Lerman stars in it. And um, as we said, we reviewed it on the show if you go back and kind of look it up. But what was great about this, this show is it was kind of like really over the top and like kind of Umbrella Academy at times, but like also really terrifying, like legitimately horror movie terrifying, like a lot. Like all the scenes with these kind of people pretending to be ultra-American people who turn out to be crazy Nazi scientists and killers yeah. and stuff. Like all those scenes are really terrifying. And um, it, also, it, it, it also just kind of missed the cusp. I think Hunters, if it had been released in like, say, May or June, yeah. would have been like really viewed a lot more because, I mean, the themes of what it deals with is that kind of fascist influence and Nazi influence and how it survived. And that's the subtext about this isn't dead. This still survives in America and has been kind of, it just kind of wormed its way into the dirt after world war two and has been kind of growing like rot there. And that's now very timely themes. Um, and like, yeah, so check out hunters. If you're looking for more content as Janelle would say, yeah. Uh, and much you know, <laughs> better, better, prettier fashion than I just did with my, <laughs> um, yeah, check out Hunters on Amazon because now's a good time to get into it because we get in season two, y'all. So, moving right along from that to Kofi on gaming. Oh, gosh. We're getting another Leisure Sweet Larry game, and uh, I just thought I'd celebrate that for a minute. We make jokes about Leisure, leisure Suit Larry on this podcast from time to time, <laughs> but uh, we're getting Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Dry Twice, which is one of my favorite on inspired titles uh and it's a sequel to the acclaimed you 2018 uh, game leisure suit larry wet dreams don't dry so acclaimed <laughs> and i just had to because like i guess i didn't i missed it in 2018 but like leisure suit larry when i was growing up in gaming this was like the forbidden fruit right like, oh yeah not allowed yeah. Not, not allowed, allowed. just a very, very <laughs> adult video game of like sex. Yeah, it was, yeah. The Conqueror's Bad Fur Day of its generation. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And, I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm just not going to do it on stream because, you know, when I'm live, I don't want my chat to get out of control. And oh, I don't you, want people to think they can talk to me a certain way. Twitch <laughs> doesn't have a fans only, only fans button attached to streams. Like, I mean, it does on a lot of streams. Ideas, it's not so. mine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's just a gag one. I just wanted to say celebrate. Leisure it is, it uh, does look interesting, back. though. I mean, I like the throwback aspect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good because that was a classic. Yeah, and, and the puns, just the dirty humor and the bawdiness and the sex themes. Like, it was a great video game in its day, and I miss Leisure. And it's just something that made me feel good in 2020. We're seeing that <laughs> as all the things that are just disappearing and changing on us. At least Larry's still doing his thing. You know? <laughs> Get it? Still doing his thing. See you should put that on the shirt. Yeah. Uh, that'll be my ver that'll be my addition to the game. Loser suit Larry still doing his thing. I'm like yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to serious topics. Hey, 
That was exciting than like 95% of you. That was more exciting than 95% of your games. So. Oh my God, I love it. I, just I mean, I would just talk of, about Animal Crossing. So that's I like just love out of all the games to for like the hill that Kofi dies on. <laughs> well, yeah. I, saw it, I, I saw it in the list of like of articles when I was screening for material. And then I saw the name of the game and I didn't stop laughing for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So be on the lookout for Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Dry Twice. So there you go. <laughs> nice. He just wanted to say the title. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and at least in Janelle's case, everybody else also likes Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, Animal Crossing is the best. Hey, I've yes. met plenty of fans at Leisure Suit Larry, my friend. Like I said, I'll time. probably end up playing it, just not in front there's of a particular anyone. Par- there's a particular parties that I travel to. Stop it. Hi, upside down pineapples in New York. Anyway, but anyway. <laughs> Make moving right along. Let's talk about, we have some time. So let's talk about the walking dead. Janelle, you're here. This would be an interesting one for you. Um, yeah. So the walking dead world beyond is the third series. That's coming to TV. It's going off the walking dead franchise. And we're kind of learning that there's going to be a character and this takes place 10 years after the outbreak. So it's a long time. And, uh, Dr. Leo Bennett, working for the Civic Republic Military, (laughs) is somebody who could be uh, working on a cure, possibly, for this zombie apocalypse. And basically, that's kind of a a new addition to the Walking Dead story. It's something that we actually got hinted at in the very first season of the show, when they went to the CDC, and, you know, there was this kind of big hint that disappeared from the show, I, I totally thought they Garibont. were going to like, it was yeah. going to be a theme throughout the entire series. And then it just literally dissipated. It just my went away. Part of the show. Yeah. yeah. And then like it disappeared with Frank Darabont into the wind. Um, and so the walking dead TV series never really went down that pathway again. It, it, in the comic certainly didn't the comic, you know, spoilers on a year. Well, you know, over however long it's been. Was that this year also? That was in February. Oh my yeah. God! I have, like, <laughs> no memory of February. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, let's be real. This month, this this year begins for me on March fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's when this year. And they really stopped letting started. us come to the office. That's when it was like, okay. No, because that day, like, I tell people a story. Like that was a day. Like I came home from the office. I was supposed to go see My Spy with Dave Bautista. And like I got to the theater and then I just had like a panic attack and I was like, the world's ending. And I ran to Target and bought supplies, which I still have hoarded into my garage right now. And I <laughs> got in and got out before wow. anybody else. Everybody's <laughs> talking about toilet paper shortages. I was like, yeah, not me, dog. <laughs> no. You're the reason. Yeah. You're the reason. Strike first. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, so this year starts for that. And I don't even know why we're talking about this. I, just, I, <laughs> I mean, it kind of relates. It's The Walking Dead. It's, a, yeah, I mean, they, you know, no. they're saying that, you know, the cause of, you know, being zombified is possible pandemic. Um, there's lots of different, you know, theories that he is kind of throwing out there. I guess that's what they've said. Um, and the whole, I guess, I don't know, idea behind this new show is that the kid, of this doctor finds out that he's in some kind of danger. And that's what makes this group of kids, this coming of age tale during the zombie apocalypse even start. Like that's why they leave their community. And that's like what the whole thing's based off of. I didn't know that until, you know, now. So I don't know. I'm curious. It's, you know, what are these kids going to do to be able to save their, you know, grown father? He obviously is very important 
because if he has the cure or even has an idea of how to cure something, um, losing him would be really bad for humanity. <laughs> so it kind of piqued my interest a little bit more than originally for me because I, I just don't, when I saw this show, I just, it felt, it felt like stranger things in a zombie apocalypse. And I just wasn't really, I didn't really buy into the, the child storyline, like the teenage storyline, because I'm not a teenager and they're just not relatable to me. But now knowing what's at stake, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Okay. I can get behind this. They're trying to save their dad who could possibly save the world. So, okay. Save the dad, save the world. Yeah. So, okay, I'll try it out. We'll see. It's going to come on immediately after uh, the season finale. I'm putting it in quotes because they're adding, you know, episodes next year to the season of The Walking Dead. Um, but it's going to come on right after that. And then right after that will be The Talking Dead. So we'll have a lot to talk about coming up in October. I mean, to people who don't necessarily watch The Walking Dead, you guys, uh, does this add stakes that you would care about on the grand scale of the thing? Or are you just like still, yeah. Matt Connor. Uh, I mean, I've I've said in the, on this podcast and in, in the past that like the that was one of the best episodes of that like first season was that CDC episode, and then I a lot of people didn't feel felt that way, and so like the comics have always disregarded that, and like that's the cure is not the point, and so we don't focus on that. But I was always just really interested in that, and we didn't hear anything of it. And that's why I got excited for the upcoming movies, because there yes. was rumors that the Rick movie was going to deal with that. And Rick is tied to this that. father, I think. I think okay. in these movies, like, he is that group. Um, I forget the name. CR, whatever the, the group name is. Um, CRM. That, that is the helicopter that he was Okay. So, so it's... I think somehow they're going to tie this in together, like the See, Rick movies and the series in some way. And that gets me excited. smart. Yeah, because yeah. like that's that's the whole reason I cared about the movies. Yeah, was that I don't I'm at a point where I don't need more Walking Dead. I'm okay. Right. I I enjoyed the seasons I enjoyed of the show, and then I kind of yeah. Played. But that has me like I would pay attention. So if the new series is going to tie in in a big way to that, that is. I didn't realize that either. So fingers crossed. Now I might actually give that a shot because yeah. it's the most interesting storyline to me. So. so why these PSAs are important. Connor, how do you feel? I never watch walking dead, have no desire to, and probably never will. <laughs> and there you have it. All right. <laughs> Love it. All right. So walking dead, uh, world beyond as Janelle said is coming up after the season 10 quote unquote finale. Um, which is, when does that hit again? October. Oh gosh, October, October right? yeah. yeah. I think Early it's October. Like maybe the 14th. I'll look it up when I'm on my 2020, big 2020, we don't use dates anymore. That's yeah, <laughs> sometime in October. We just say Around Halloween. It <laughs> could possibly happen. Yeah. Um, so early October. I should oh, have that right. So after that, uh, another update on Leisure Suit, Larry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's <laughs> make this right along. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about Umbrella Academy season two first, and then we'll talk about Netflix and their crazy franchise plans as, as our kind of send out. Um, Umbrella Academy season two, we did a review last week. Spencer Perry came on and kind of broke down what to expect from the season, but he did it spoiler free for us. Now it's out and we've had a chance to kind of see it. I finished the season just before this actually. Um, so I've seen the whole thing wow. and, but there are some varying, interesting, varying opinions on, <laughs> 
where we are in the binge process of Umbrella Academy season two. But um, I'll say that overall, I, I kind of liked season two. And I think what Spencer kind of alluded to was correct for various reasons. I, I actually ended up liking season two a little bit more than season one, I think. Um, mostly because I, I thought first, as I thought, you know, Klaus points out very early on, I thought everybody was better looking in this season. I liked a lot of the hairstyles and costuming a lot more this season. Um, I also so thought superficial. A lot of the, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is TV. <laughs> it's TV. You want less superficial, do radio. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't expect anybody to like come on here and appreciate my somewhat presentable face. Like, you know, but anyway, mm-hmm. we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. So I, I thought everybody looked good and like the design was a lot better. Um, I like the 1960s setting. I actually thought it, it kind of worked for this season in, in certain ways a little bit better. And making the kind of the actual characters, the Umbrella Academy, more of their, of their quirky fish out of water kind of aspect was a lot more fun for me. And I thought just the overall storyline of this season, even though it was less drawn from from the books, like Spencer pointed out, actually kind of came around and came together in a lot better way. And I might have been tainted because I did a post about people's reactions to the season, and I did one where somebody did like one of those spoilers without context photos, which actually kept me really entertained because as I watched the season and certain big things happened, I, I knew what photo meant what, and I was just cracking up. So that was a bit of good fun that I enjoyed on my own. But um, yeah, overall, I thought Umbrella Academy Season 2 was just a better, more in-depth storyline, and I'm a rare person like who, who kind of enjoys that. Like I really like Luke Cage season two a lot better than season one because I did like the deeper kind of more involved character story. And I like those kinds of things. And this season did a good job of handling that with each of the characters in the ensemble, having their literally their own paths to walk through the 1960s and doing that. And, and like, yeah. And so I enjoyed it. And the finale was a lot better. I thought. The actual final battle and showdown was was really good and and properly scaled for like a, a Netflix show of this popularity. And the cliffhanger, I'm really super psyched now to see, see season, season three. So mission accomplished. And uh, just for some spoilers, because we are, I forgot, we're talking spoilers and I'm still just gave a whole breakdown without spoilers. It was great because I haven't gotten yeah, that far. Really good. I was like, well, you did I, a great job yeah, of well, interesting me. Yeah. It's not there, but there are some uh, big powerful moments too that like really, I mean, there are some really good emotional beats that, uh, you know, really, really hit you, hit you in the heart with some things. And so, I mean, I even felt though that all of the things you just said in the first episode alone, I've only watched the first one and um, you know, I am at home with my parents. I, my mom doesn't watch anything besides like Iron Man. That's, that's it. She loves him. But she comes in and she sits down and watches the first episode of season two with me and she's hooked. Like she doesn't even know what happened in season one and she wants to watch the whole series. And, uh, and I mean, episode one is just awesome. Like so much happens in one episode and it leaves you wanting more. Like, like when the episode was over, I'm like, no, 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 I need to watch more. Like, I just thought it was really well done. I love all of these characters so much more now i just feel like we're seeing better sides of them just like you said yeah i'm I on loved, it i loved messiah klaus more much yes. much more than so anna klaus good yes you know that gets so much better yeah messiah <sighs> klaus is like the best thing in this season um more so than attic klaus like yeah it, like that's what i like that's what i'm saying like 
when I said how they look, I, I really was saying more of just, you know, they're not just their appearance, but the actual characterizations yeah. of them this season and what they're dealing with. Like so it was great to see Allison dealing with the, the 60s civil rights stuff. That was amazing. Um, even Luther's moping was kind of funnier and played for more for laughs and humor this time than being like seriously dramatic and stuff like that. And Eight. I like how Diego evolved and, and all that stuff. Connor, oh, you, had a, yeah. you binged this too. Yes, I did. Uh, I finished it the whole way. Um, and I've got some nitpicks. So, you know, Matt, you might want to put on. No, it's movies. okay. I will still enjoy it just as no, much. No, yeah. my take is. I. Oh, yeah. Let's let Matt. We got to let Matt say because Matt, okay. Matt has something to say about this when he wants oh, no. to. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, not, okay. I'm not trying to yuck anyone else's yum. But what I am. Because I, I, I am. So that's. What I am saying is I didn't make it through the first episode. I quit because I got. Ooh. <laughs> I quit. Ooh. I quit. Grenade! I quit. Oh, no that, way. that episode, yeah. aside from the one sequence where that we saw in the trailer where they released like the intro and it's like the cool apocalypse scenario. Aside yeah. from that, I was so bored. I was literally what? like watching it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this, man. I don't care. I got other things I'd rather do than watch the show. So I stopped. <laughs> Stop. You're, you're on your own that way. Stopped. No, I'm sorry. Like it, you, it's, it was so like we're doing the same thing over again, premise wise. And I was already like, now granted, I'm not the highest on the first season. I enjoyed it, but it's, it's not like near one of my favorite shows. So, I mean, I'm not, this isn't coming from like, I thought the first one was a classic or anything. I liked it, but I didn't love it. So then coming into this, I need you to grab me and going back to, okay, well we're assembling everybody cause they got to prevent another apocalypse. And the just like we're meeting all the characters i get it but like man like it was such a slog i was just like i'm done i, <laughs> I stopped wow. now so i will say that everyone else's enthusiasm uh <laughs> i am ex i am perfectly excited for it. and maybe one day i will give it another shot because maybe it's just the thing of like the first episode doesn't do it for me but maybe it gets great because like i love all the things you're, you guys are talking about yeah, but, uh, I think his, no, I think just, Kofi nailed it on the the different looks. Like that's kind of what grasped me at the beginning was just seeing the rundown, like what they all looked like when they were seriously like fighting the Soviets before the the real storyline picks up. Just seeing them all look really cool and like fighting together. That's what grabbed me. I will also throw in another caveat: is that I have after watching something I can't talk about yet and seeing how that opens uh, and then following that up with this okay. it was like i i i constantly compared it i constantly yeah. compared it and went this is so boring compared yeah i was watching like a basketball game and then i turned this on and i was yeah. just like so i will fun. preface it with that but yeah <laughs> so mean, Connor, feel free all right so i yeah matt it's funny you say that they're talking that they're going through a lot of the same motions again cuz kofi having seen the whole thing my biggest complaint is that it felt like they had to backtrack and redo a bunch of the points from the first season. And maybe in the third season, we actually move a little bit forward with this group. Cause as much as I love the fact that they're in the sixties and I don't even mind the conceit, the conceit of, Oh, they all got dropped in different spots. So they had to deal with that fact. I hate the fact that we spend the first half of the season where they're all still separated and they refuse to all be in the same room with each other. Fifth episode comes around, and Five literally turns to the camera and goes, we have to get the Umbrella Academy back. That's great. They spend two minutes, and then they're instantly distracted by other things and get separated again. 
and we never see them all team up right until the end. And that drives me nuts. I hate that with Allison, they had to, they said, well, we can't have her and her relationship with Luther develop. So let's give her a husband so that that's a distraction for a couple episodes. We can't have Vanya deal with the fact that she was the white violin and destroyed the world. So let's give her amnesia and a plot line from the last of us two with a relationship that has so many red flags on it, that it drives me nuts. We spend so much of the season on that all for it to just go, yeah, this isn't going to work out because time travel, because reasons, we're not going to give a good reason why. All that being said, I dug the hell out of the season. I dig five's axe wielding rampage. I love everything that Luther's doing up until the point where they think he's really stupid again when he's dealing with the two fives. Um, I love all the stuff with the civil rights stuff with what Allison's doing and that, you know, that sit-in is fantastic and so wonderfully done. Uh, Jesus Klaus, um, everything with every scene Ben was involved with, especially when he takes over uh, Klaus's body there for that good five minutes. The final, the final uh, scene between Ben and Vanya, where she like, you know, come, be, she becomes at peace with herself, and he ascends to you know heaven. All that stuff's great. It just felt like they could have moved things around a little bit, so it didn't feel like a remix of the first season with a '60s coat of paint. Um, I think the difference between me and you here is that. While I watch like a recap, I don't remember enough of the details of Umbrella Academy season one at this point for that to kind yeah, of have bothered me. me. Yep. And so like the season two was, and I think season two's premiere is probably one of the weaker episodes of the season, if I'm being honest, in terms, cause it's, it is just a lot of catching up and like not a lot of new things happening. But um, I didn't, I didn't remember the beats of the first season enough to like have that distract me. Yeah, not until things, you said them, Connor, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, and I don't think you're wrong. I think you're absolutely right with, like, a lot yeah. of what you're saying. But, like, the I liked some of the tweaks you mentioned. Like, I got, like, the Vanya storyline I liked because it wasn't like, oh, this wasn't, like, hit your head, Amnesia. I mean, the big kind of development in the end is that, you know, she willfully did this to herself because mm-hmm. she couldn't deal with who, who she wanted and she wanted a fresh start. What and, she became. Yeah, and, and I got that. And Ellen Page is great, so she can pull off that kind of, that storyline. And I actually liked her um, in the relationship but, uh, with the, which agent, with the um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow lady. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, that also kind of petered out. And yeah, I mean, the, re- the relationships, I liked Allison and Ray's relationship because he was a great, Character. Ray's great. Yeah, he's a I, great I wish character. they could have done more with him. And I loved, and I actually didn't care about that until she told him everything. And then I was like, okay, now this is actually good because him trying to like adjust and keep up with like what all of these people are talking about and what's happening. It, it was, I mean, that was just great comedic scenes and him and Allison are really good. But those were like, yeah, those are the extraneous things that you have on everything. I don't care if Luther's dumb or not. Like, I don't care enough about Luther to like. I, I, it's just him. they could. The show can't decide how dumb he is because for most of the season he's like functional, and then five and older five are in the same room together, and they're both just like, "You should kill him because I say so." He's like, "Okay," and then he points the gun at the other guy. Like, okay, he's not yeah. that stupid. Why are we suddenly treating him like he is? I don't know. I mean, your your nitpicks are all fair. Um, they didn't they didn't bother me too much. 
if I had to say, let's see, if I was going to nitpick, I would just say that, uh, I mean, there was one point, I think it's about before the third kind of act of the season really kicks in when everybody's just kind of moping around and, and kind of sad before they kind of pick themselves back up. But they do pick themselves up with a great number with like Klaus, Vanya, and, and Allison doing it. The dance, dance is great. Yeah, so that and was good. also the handler, that actress, she is there for two things. Oh, Kate and that Walsh? Is to, yeah. That she is there to choose scenery and wear ridiculous outfits, and I love it. Yeah, Kate Walsh has yeah. the best time of anybody on Umbrella Academy, and I love Kate Walsh from, you know, back in the day of Grey's and her spinoff. Private practice. Yeah, so I'm never mad at that, but yeah. It doesn't she make her- any sense that she's alive, but it's great that she is. Yep, and uh, her the new addition to the cast, uh, who plays her "quote unquote" daughter, is, is also really good. Um, and she does, and she's great and different. And I really liked her. She kind of held things down because she changes over the course of the season, and she actually is playing like several, about three different characters overall. Um, and I loved her. I loved her in the Nut House. I loved her like when she's in a relationship with Diego, and then I loved her at the end when she goes like full super person on them. So uh, and going back and looking at certain scenes, they hide what her power is really well. Because yeah. in other shows, they would have just said right off the bat, oh, I can do all your powers. It's like, nope, we're going to make you think maybe she can teleport or maybe she's just a good fighter. We're not really sure. And then yeah. in the end, now you get it. I yeah. Like so, yeah. So, um, yeah. And Ben was a great – they did so much more of Ben this season, and that actor was really great, and Ben was a great character this season. So it was good to see him back. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed Umbrella Academy. And most importantly, like I said, I'm psyched for season three now. Because the cliffhanger for season two was really good. And, I uh, cannot wait to yeah. finish this season. I yeah. was pumped. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great season three cliffhanger. And uh, yeah, I would yeah. very much like to see that. Because it sets up what could be the show's most exciting season yet. So. Yeah, Janelle, don't let my nitpicks deter you from No, this. not I'm at still all. still definitely watch it. Yeah. Oh, I'm just... I was... <laughs> my fiancé is so pissed that I started it without him. Because... Oh, no. I had I had to start it. I was like, if we're going to talk about it, I have to at least watch the first episode. I'm so glad I got to. It was amazing. But. All right. Well, that's our breakdown of Umbrella Academy Season 2 and uh, our semi-spoilers. We were going to talk about Netflix building its own franchise, but I think we'll save that for the next deep dive because uh, I would like to get into that and we're kind of running out of time. So we'll leave some time for Matt to do some comic breakdowns today. Yay. Matt, what do we got coming our way? Uh, yeah, so we have, uh, for the X-Men fans, we have Giant Size X-Men Phantom X, uh, one of their, that kind of continuing storyline in a series of one-shots. Uh, we have Far Sector number seven. Uh, we have Legend of the Dark Knights, which is a one-shot that kind of is filled with a bunch of short stories. Uh, you're going to see a lot of the uh, new Nightmare Batman and a few of the ones like B-Rex that have been introduced, and you're going to get to see their origins and things like that. Batmobeast, the monster truck. Uh, Batman is in there. Uh, this also has the origin of the Robin King. Uh, so definitely for people who are paying attention to death metal, you will want to pick this up. Uh, we have deceased dead planet number two, which, uh, has one of the most interesting takes on plastic man. I think I've seen oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> I, I don't want to like give like go to full fool, but like spoiler territory because like we can do that on a later show, but yeah, like, like but that reaction is perfect. Crap. Yeah, is, is man, you will never see that dude in the same way. Uh, we also have uh, Empire X-Men. Uh, me and Kofi had talked about some of the spins to Empire uh, were better than the core series. And personally, this was another case of that um, because horticulture is 
all the way in this and the back and forth. They're is, growing on me. Horses yeah. Growing on me. They were so yeah. weird when like Hickman introduced them, but it, it, it's growing on me now. I, think um, it's, I don't know if it's Portland or what, but like this whole idea of them like getting crazy to save the environment is pretty cool. Yeah, and their stuff with Angel and Magic here is is great. Uh, we also get uh, Batman number 96, so that is the part two of Joker War. Uh, Deadpool number six, Empire number four, the core series. Uh, and then we have a fun one, which is the first issue of Metal Shark Bro, as literally the title. And it's going to be one I check out just because <laughs> why not? You have to check out a book that's called Metal Shark Bro. So that is coming. Do I? You do, though. Metal Shark Bro. All right, that'll do it for comics and this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for riding with us through, as always, if we provided a little bit of distraction from your quarantine life. We put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com. We can subscribe to our RSS feed. I keep saying that, but I don't even know if that's still true. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just something I keep saying. But we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com. Or you can watch uh, uh, live every Wednesday and Friday on Facebook when they air there if you want to see our smiling faces. If you want to kind of subscribe and follow the show, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, Spotify, and Stitcher. Or you can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast and it'll start right on up for you. If you have any ideas for the show, topics we want to talk about, anything you want to say to us, or you just want to say, what's up? We are always hanging around the hashtag comic book nation, or you can find me at Kofi outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. <laughs> you can find me at Janelle Wheeler on all the socials and Twitch. You can find me at Connor Casey underscore CB. That'll do it for us. If you go, Oh wait, if you're just getting the show, go on Apple podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We're going to be sending a bunch of T-shirts like the one modeled by Janelle's parents yeah. so wonderfully here. They good go, job. They're good. Guys, gals, they, exist. they go with anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have uh, some great T-shirts we can give away. If you guys go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review on the show. When we get back in the studio after this whole quarantine stretch, we are going to be having to clean out that closet, and so we will be sending out a bunch of T-shirts to our five-star reviewers. So be sure to get that done. Otherwise, this has been Comic Book Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Later.